It is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well as we get you set for the first weekend of June Baseball, the 2023 edition. Dude, good series this weekend, huh? There's a lot of good series. You even have a question about that uh, towards the end here. So I won't go into mm-hmm. which one is my favorite because that's for the show. But yes, okay. I wish I could be joining you. You're going to the uh, Dodgers-Yankees series. I think you're going tonight. So if you're at Dodger Stadium, make sure you yell at C. Rosie and tell him how beautiful he looks because he needs those compliments from time to time. Yeah, but you, you or if you just want to yell at me. It doesn't have to be beauty stuff it could just be whatever you just want it is nice when we go to these fields and people you know shout us out i like that and and it's what's funny is because we're there with like a bunch of the other baseball media or even around the players and you know none of the other media gets shouted out so thank you guys that makes us feel special that certainly does that certainly does so let's start with that big old series between uh, the Dodgers and the Yankees out in Chavez Ravine. The most interesting storyline for you would be what? I, I think it's just everybody returning for the Yankees and then them, them becoming like a, a full go type team. You went into Seattle, you took a series, played two really good games, and you got George Kirby. So what? Uh, you even had a chance in that one. Um, Stanton coming back, Donaldson coming back, uh, Tommy Conley, Conley coming back. Uh, it's is it Canley or Conley? It's Canley. My bad. Canley. Canely. Canely. Oh, none of the ones I said. That's embarrassing for me. Uh, Them coming back, I think that's awesome. And then uh, we're going to see the two aces. Not going against each other, which kind of stinks. I would love to see Kershaw Cole, but both of them are pitching. So I think think the storyline for me is, thank goodness for the new schedule that we're getting to see these teams play every single year. And number two, weekend series, the Stars are back. Stanton and Dodger Stadium, I think, is a massive storyline hometown boy like loves playing there. Uh, It's just star studded. I think this is like, these are the types of series that baseball has been missing for so long. And now that we have this new schedule that we're going to get every single year and it's great for the game of baseball. Uh, So Stanton, I think he's actually one of the guys that hit the ball out of Dodger stadium. It might've been during BP or something, but, or maybe it was during a game. game. Yeah. Yeah, As a a Marlin. Yeah. Um, To me, the most interesting part is the Dodgers pitching. So tonight they throw Kershaw, who after a really fast start has been struggling the last few starts. We'll see how that goes. But then they send out Grove and Miller on Saturday and Sunday. National TV games. Grove has 10 big league starts. Miller has two. And you are facing a Yankees team, which, yes, got shut out Wednesday in Seattle, but before that had scored 10 runs, 10 runs, 10 runs in their three prior games. And Aaron Judge, he seems to have found it. Uh, Certainly the home run ball. Four in his last four games. He also, he's only played three games at Dodger Stadium. Got three homers there. So there's going to be a lot of big names out there checking out. Now that the Lakers are no longer in contention, everybody's turned their attention to the There'll Dodgers. Some stars in that front there row. There will be a plenty of stars out there going, look at Aaron Judge. Look how big he is. He really he plays baseball. Like all these people that have no idea what happens to the game, but they just want to have their faces shown while they're at Dodger Stadium. Um, so I think how they pitch to Aaron Judge and how these young guys kind of handle the bright lights for the first time will be really fascinating. Can I tell you how you pitched Aaron Judge? Don't pitch to him. 
Make the other guys beat you. And you know what? The Yankees did do that. The bottom of their lineup did well in the series against Seattle. But, dude, don't let yep. Aaron Judge beat you. Like, make Stanton, who's just getting back in, you know, to big league mode, beat you. Or better yet, don't let either of those two guys beat you and pitch to the rest of this lineup. Yeah, and by the way, one other guy to keep your eye on is Freddie Freeman, who went nuts in the month of May, put up numbers that we had never seen before. I mean, the number of hits he got in that month, he's he is having an MVP-type season. No, he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right. And by the way, I know that all Braves fans will be shouting, hold on, that's Acuna. I, I get it. I just said MVP-type season. So I get it. If I had a vote right now, I would vote for, for Ronald Acuna so far. So Dodgers, Yankees, a ton of fun this weekend. Um, Chris Sale, not so much fun. He was pitching really well last night against the Cincinnati Reds. Then he got pulled from his start early. They told us it was a shoulder injury. Uh, here is Alex Cora on the little that he knew Thursday night. This is sore shoulder. He'll have an MRI tomorrow, and we'll know more. So hopefully for the best. Obviously, it didn't look great. Uh, Vila was down, I'll say, in the second inning. Right. It went from 95 to 90. I cannot be irresponsible. You know, like we've been through this uh, lane for a while, and uh, we know each other. And... Uh, Obviously, it's not easy because of what he's gone through, but at the end, I got to take care of him. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned should Sox fans be? I think pretty concerned. You know, the velo dip is, is something. And, you know, at, at the very least, I'd assume he's going to be out two weeks, and, you know, then we'll see what the MRI brings back. Uh, you just kicked two of your starters to the bullpen and Pavetta and Kluber, and now you're probably going to have to bring one of them back. I don't know which one they will. Um so it is concerning because it's not a strong point for them. And Sale has been doing really well in the month of May. It had a really bad April, but picked it up in May. And, you know, their offense can go, but we, from the get-go, we said, like, the pitching has to do enough, and you're losing, I mean, you know, probably your best starter um, this season. And now you're bringing a guy that you had to boot back to the bullpen back into your rotation. So it's, it's just not ideal, obviously. So 1 to 10, I will say, for Sox fans, it's a 7. Pretty far, pretty far up there. I would say it's 41, his number. Oh. Just, because, just based on the history, like everything about it, just. He's he's going to be one of those guys we're going to look back on his career and it's going to be the what if. As great as he's been, like his first six or seven seasons were utterly dominant. I mean, he was putting up Cy Young finishes in the top five left and right and things we hadn't seen and. Man, now all you think about is injuries. So even with him pitching so well in the month of May, and before last night where he was throwing the ball well, he had been 4-0 with a 2-2-7 ERA and 35 strikeouts in his previous five starts. Maybe it's not peak sale, but it's really damn good Chris Sale. And guess where the Red Sox were? Last place. So if they're last place with him throwing the ball that well, where the heck is this team going to go, particularly with 10 of their next 16 now against the Rays and the Yankees? Yeah, you can almost dream upon like Sale, Bayo, and Whitlock. Like you can dream upon that, uh, even though there's been some mixed results for all of those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, but with Sale out, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a great uh, look going forward for their starting pitching. Uh, but look, they have a great offense. Their bullpen can get it done. 
I don't know what they do to replace sale. I don't think they'd have much right now. So it's a blow. I don't think it takes them out of everything, but it definitely, I'm not going to go 41 out of 10, Chris, but I went seven out of 10. To me, it's like a four alarm fire. Yeah. It just is. And and I hope that everything's clear on the MRI. And I hope it just is something that he needs a little bit of rest. But, you know, once again, how long he rests, then you've got to equate that to how long it will take him to fire up again. Yeah, Like there's a possibility, right? If he's down for, let's say, and I, I even hate doing this, but because of the time of day that we're taping this show, we don't have MRI results or, or any further information. So if he's out three weeks, you basically have to double that in terms of his ability to fire up. Then we're looking at the all past the all-star break. Yeah, it's not wow. it's not a great scenario. And and I feel for wow. him too. Of course you do. I mean, he's been through a lot of stuff physically. A lot of stuff. Um that's that ain't good. All right. We'll keep our fingers crossed that there's no structural damage on the MRI and we'll update it obviously as uh that news becomes available. All right. I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So whether you're a brand new collector that's somebody like me or you have shoe boxes full of cards in your attic. Ploof has got them lying all over his house. The Sports Card Investor app will completely change the way you buy, sell, and collect. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices of cards for your favorite players, helping you build a one-of-a-kind collection and save some dough along the way. You easily track the value of your favorite cards. You find the best prices with eBay deals and see which players are on the rise all from the palm of your hand. You just pick up your phone and off you go. They've got up-to-date sales data on over 2 million cards, so you'll always know exactly what your collection is worth, when to buy or sell. Available for free in Google Play and the App Store, reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today. It is that simple, people. Floof, you got to have that thing on your phone, don't you? Got it. Ready to go. Ready to make some purchases. You know, some of those young, you know, I look for the young guys. Okay. Drew Jones. Give me him. Give me a uh, holiday. Give me these guys. I love watching them. So like even get in some Ellie De La Cruz, his stuff is up, but like, I still think, you know, like once you hit the big leagues and you have some success, that's when they really take off. So I'm just, just throwing that out there. Did I see that Ellie De La Cruz had a five strikeout game last night? Who cares? He probably Did swung that? the bat 300 miles an hour or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, congrats to Dusty Baker, future Hall of Famer. Moved into sole possession of eighth place on the all-time managerial wins list. That is awesome. Astros take the first of four against the Angels. But how about LA's rookie, Ben Joyce? The reliever has now thrown 21 fastballs in the two games he's appeared in in the big leagues. Not one has been less than 100 miles an hour. How big a deal is that to you? The velo, uh, it, it's a big deal. I mean, we we know what this guy can do. We've we've known him since college when he was, you know, I can say breaking the internet, but we saw a lot of clips of him in college. I think uh, I just did. A, I just gave this guy an award on Talking Baseball. It's a very mm. beautiful award based on the movie Three Hundred. So go check that out. Um, I think what the Angels are doing is fascinating, and I think it's 
it's just a cool thing to follow. And the fact that they're trying everything to stay in contention and, and, and bringing guys up that you drafted the year prior is not commonplace in the big leagues. And they're doing that with mm-hmm. this guy. How many innings do you have under his belt? He had 28 and two thirds innings under his belt in the minor leagues. And now he's in the show. I think what's been impressive so far for me is the walks. He hasn't walked anybody in these two innings and he really struggled with that in AAA this year. Uh, 13 walks in 15 and two thirds innings. So this guy can be an absolute difference maker. You know, if you're any team, you understand the importance of high leverage bullpen uh, and the ability to strike people out. You can put out fires and win yourself ball games by having these guys come in and save a starter or go through the heart of a lineup with no trouble. Uh, that's what Ben Joyce is going to be for these angels going forward. So it's a big deal that he's up. I I think what they're doing, I've talked a lot of crap about uh, Perry there, the GM, Manazian. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a good job putting together this roster. I, I, I don't think these angels are going anywhere. If everyone stays healthy, like they're going to be in it. And the two guys, Neto and Joyce are going to be big parts of it. I think it's a big deal because who doesn't like seeing a guy throw 102 miles an hour? Like, it's awesome. 105. <laughs> like, eat those yeah. cheese. I know. It, it reminds me a little bit of when Chapman came up, right? They called him the Cuban Missile coming out of the bullpen. Here he was, you know, he was kind of this mythic creature, if you will, because he's so big and his shoulders are so broad and he'd come out and just throw – they weren't fastballs. They were fireballs. Like there was a yes. little vapor trail on him. Did you did you face him when he was throwing like 105? Oh, yeah. Okay. I faced so, him in Cincinnati. You know, that's what I'm talking years. about. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was throwing cheese. Okay. I watched Josh Willingham mu- take him up top, though. That was what, oh, oh, you fun. did? Yeah. Okay. Is it how much different is it than a guy who throws 99? I'll be honest. Once you get past, and, and this is me because, you know, at the time that I was playing, the average fastball was less than it is now. But I mm-hmm. think once you get like 90, above like 95, like 96, 97, mm-hmm. 98, that's a whole different level. And then you get to the hundreds and it's a new tier if there's some movement. Like once you get past like 97 and it's straight, I think it all kind of looks the same. It's fast. You have to be ready for it. But if it's straight, you you can you can get the barrel to the ball. Talk to any big league hitter. They don't care how fast you throw. If it's straight, we're going to get to it. Um, but if you can throw like his ball's like it's moving at that speed. That's the difference. Is if you can have a little bit of movement, your margin for error goes from here to a big league hitter to here to a big league hitter. If you're moving the ball at that speed. The um the other thing about Joyce is that, you know, we live in the social media um era, right? That plays so well with. I mean, you could just shotgun his twenty one pitches or whatever over a hundred miles an hour, and we'll just sit and watch it all day in our hands. So it just plays great. Uh, I just think it's fascinating what's going on. I love that they called him up. He and Bachman both just throw cheese. Um, so we'll see if it can help them out. And by the way. Shitty call last night on uh, was it Ward with the bases oh, yeah. loaded? That was rough. That Six was rough. five, two twenty five. Ben Joyce is so that's you know 
already an intimidating figure. Then he throws the fastball that hard. He was 5'4 entering high school. So, guys, if you're out there, if we got any 14-year-olds listening and you're only 5'4", you never know. Mm-hmm. Just put yourself on the stretching machine. That always works. Hey, we've known uh, ever since the advent of the pitch clock in Major League Baseball that Max Scherzer is not a fan. He tried the quick pitch stuff in spring training. He pushed the limits. He has complained about it an awful lot, and that continued Thursday after he took care of business against the Philadelphia Phillies. Middle of the game, he wants to take his usual eight warm-up tosses, and the umpire, Trip Gibson, had to stop him because the catcher made the last out of the previous inning, didn't get dressed quick enough for him to get all eight pitches. Uh, afterward, Max let loose. You know, I'm talking to Trip, and he, you know, he's sitting there saying, like, it's not, I, I can't do anything about it because if I let you throw the pitch, then, you know, MLB gets mad at him. And so this goes back to, you know, why do we need a pitch clock for that situation? You know, I, I, if I throw one more pitch, what, I'm one second slower? Like, why can't the umpire have discretion in that situation to allow a pitcher to throw his eight normal warm-up pitches? Why do we have to be so anal about this to have the clock up everybody's face, shoving in everybody's face and try to stop out every little single second that's going through the game? The funniest part of the clip, and if you're just joining us on the podcast version, just audio only, please go over to the YouTube. The funniest part is the one reporter when Max says, why do I have to be so anal about it? The reporter's back there going, <laughs> he's giggling like a little 12-year-old in sixth grade or something. Um, do you follow Max? Are you, like, on board this train, or are you just like, just figure out a way to deal with it, dude, enough? I am on board with Max because pitchers do have routines. They should be able to throw their a lot of the amount of warrant pitches no matter what, unless they're being so egregious with it walking around the mound. I, I understand that. I have a few problems. Number one, if a catcher is taking too long, where are the position players running out there to warm him up? Where's the, you know, like somebody like go out there and just warm the guy up. Then we avoid all of this. But also when Max says, Trip tells him that MLB is going to get mad at me if I let you have your warm pitch. They do have discretion. They can wave the clock off. Trip Gibson worrying about what? What is he worried about? He might get a wordy email from MLB. You can't get fired, bro. You can't get fired, especially for that. If you say, hey, Max freaking Scherzer needed an extra warrant pitch because the catcher was the last hitter in the inning, you're, what are you going to get in trouble? What's going to happen? They don't get fined. They don't get docked anything. So what trouble is he going to get in? I can't stand that. If you want to be a big boy umpire, make some big boy decisions, okay? Like wave it off and have and, and take an email because that's the only thing that's going to happen to you. I, I just can't stand that. So number one, if you're a position player on the Mets, get your butt out there and warm Max Scherzer up. More importantly, though, Trip, wave it off and let the pitcher throw his allotted amount of pitches as long as he's not being egregious with his time. Because you're not going to get is, in trouble, bro. You can't get in trouble. This is where my Little League coaching would have come in handy because I would have gotten next to the other catcher and said, hey, if he's the last out, run out there and just make sure that Max can get his full allotment. That's all. Number one, you, you are right on that. That's the first thing I thought of because I, I'm, i like, really worried about stuff like that, those little details. I like that. Um, I didn't think about, you know, what you just said with, with Trip Gibson until you brought it up. The only question I've got is if Major League Baseball gets mad at him, 
does that possibly cost him working an all-star game or a playoff series or something like that? And then it takes money out it of his shouldn't. pocket. I'm, I'm it being shouldn't. That'd be ridiculous. Well, hold on. Hold on. You know that MLB can hold a grudge with the best of them. You know that. I mean, oh, you want me to get deeper into this and start yelling more into my microphone? Because I will. I just... No. No. I don't well, think that they would hold that against him so much that he wouldn't start a playoff game. Like, those... You know, they have report cards, and, like, the guys that they deem best available will go. And I don't think he'll get docked because he let one guy, you know, in an instance where they do have discretion. Umpires have discretion with the clock. They do. Yeah, to me, I think we're fighting over five seconds here. And I understand Scherzer's complaint to a degree it sounded a little whiny a little on the whiny side i suppose because you sit there and you're like well wait what's the real difference between eight warm-up pitches and seven warm-up pitches i personally think that that's one thing that they should shorten anyway what why does a guy need eight more pitches throwing 106 on the day and then what if you go if you go seven innings then you're throwing another 56 plus the number you got to throw in the full like i don't know is one less really going to Interesting. You, you know what? I, I like that. I'm going to ask. Uh, we have like some like guru, with a biomechanics guru with the twins. I'm going to uh-huh. ask him that. Like, why are we throwing an extra 50 pitches when, when we're worried about pitch count? Can't we do something to warm their arm up at, while they're on the bench? And then maybe you throw three warm up pitches just to get a little touch and feel yeah. on the mound. I like it, Ciros. Right. Yeah, I just I'm I'm curious. I'm not saying that that he's wrong. I mean, listen, he's the expert. I'm just trying to figure this out. I always said if we wanted to try and speed up the game a little bit, why don't we get rid of that shit? Well, they're creatures no, we of habit. That's why he's saying that. Yeah. Yes, that part I get. But sometimes you got to change the way you are a little bit. I don't know. Why'd you get me all fired up, dude? I was having such I love like that, a man. Great Holy morning. smokes. You not like as good as my morning yesterday, but still pretty good. That's Sounded like an all-timer. Okay. Hey, the bosses here at John Boy Media, they're buying you a weekend pass to go to any ballpark. Are they? But you can only go to one ballpark for Mm. all three games. Where are you going this weekend and why? I'm going to Arizona, uh, mainly to hang out with my best friend, Evan Longoria. I don't know if he considers me his best friend, but that's we'll talk about that I think that's a one-sided relationship. Yes, But the Braves come into town uh, fresh off a series loss to the A's where they haven't mm-hmm. exactly, you know, they didn't hit the, they didn't hit the ball in that series. So good job for the A's there. And then the Diamondbacks are off a four game sweep of the Rockies tied with the Dodgers for the best record in the national league. Look out. So essentially two juggernauts in the national league going at it. And, you know, if you would have told me that I would have said that sentence in June and not be joking about it, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed and said, ha ha, that's funny. But the Diamondbacks are that team. Their lineup can score against you in a bunch of different ways. The pitching has been pretty dang good. They have, they just know how to win baseball games. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this one goes. I think this is a really, not that they need a litmus test to see how good they are. Cause I think they've proven it. Uh, but you know, this is the Braves we're talking about. This is a, this is a top tier franchise for the last several years and i think this is going to be a good test for the diamondbacks so i I would go there the diamondbacks who the co-leaders of the national league west by the way after yesterday's walk-off come from behind Mm -hmm. where corbin carroll had his first ever walk-off at any Mm -hmm. level of baseball 
Boy, that kid's a stud. That yes. kid is a stud. Uh, I thought about going there. I also thought about going to San Francisco, where the Baltimore Orioles are in town. Yep. First of all, love the ballpark. Love the ballpark. I know that Fenway yep. and Wrigley are their own category. San Francisco, if I could only go to one yep. ballpark the rest of my career, that's where I'm stopping. I love it on a weekend. Uh, on top of that, we haven't talked much about the Giants, but they're getting better. They they brought up some really interesting young players. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if this leads to a wild card for them or not, but at least they played really solid. I believe the they're in. Year. I believe they're in the wild card as of right now. Let's see. Shall we? Shall we check that I think out? They're the last team. Yeah, they are. No, they're half game oh. back from Miami. Sorry. Yeah, that's what it is. They're half game back. Okay. Uh, but I won't be going there this weekend. I will be going to Cincinnati, Ohio. The first place Brewers, whose hat I am donning, not because I'm rooting for them, I just love their hat, are taking on the Cincinnati Reds, who just won a series up at Fenway. And they've got a bunch of young players that are fun. Mm -hmm. Matt McClain's been awesome. Awesome. Steer's been awesome. Jonathan India, who will be Monday's guest on the Chris Rose rotation, has been fantastic. Hot. The pitching has, although Hunter Green threw really well, the pitching hasn't been great. But you know what? They're hitting the shit out of the baseball. And so I, it's so interesting. The Reds have taken a major, major backseat in that Cincinnati area ever since Joe Burrow came in town. This weekend series, and it's a four-gamer, if they win three of four and they close within one game of the Brewers atop the division, hey, man, get you back on the front page. This is a big deal for Cincinnati. I want to see the fans show up this weekend. Good weekend series. Let's go celebrate those young guys that are on your squad, and it'll even get more interesting when Ellie De La Cruz shows up. It seems like we're talking a lot about these teams bringing these young kids up and we're celebrating it and we should, but also be cautious. If you're a fan base, and I don't mean to be like a downer, like there's going to be ups and downs for every, there's going to be ups and downs for every single rookie. I mean, save a few, like there's going to be ups and downs. Remember like the Brewers rookies at the beginning of the year, the freshmen and how stoked we were on them there's been some injuries there's been some play that hasn't been great like so as much as we talk about the giants bring up their guys and the reds bring up their guys and even you could talk about the diamondbacks and some of the younger guys i don't think corby carroll's a guy that's going to struggle he's it's he's past that point um but like i'm cautious with talking about all these teams i know fan bases get on me hey you didn't even mention these guys look what they're doing like i know i know i'm just saying like there's an adjustment period that's about to happen. And then if they make that adjustment and they can continue to perform, then you're like, okay, this is legit. Yeah, I get it. Just fun, young, fresh, exciting. Yes. Um, Coming out Sunday, we are dropping the second installment of Baby Ball Players. We did the mm-hmm. Minnesota Twins last week. People seem to enjoy it. I think we even spiced up the editing a bit more. The Dodgers Ooh. one will be released, and there's a lot of big names in it. Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Freddie Freeman. Like I may road drops by really there's some funny stuff in there. So that's coming out this weekend on our social media channels. You know, it's nine and a half minutes of fun. So there you go. We'll be doing that with a bunch of teams. And that's what they call C Rose horizontal dance. Nine and a half minutes of fun. 
I'll take the under. <laughs> Slow down. All right. A bit. Everybody have a fantastic, healthy sporting weekend out there. We will be back on Monday on the AMP app at I believe I'll be, probably noon Eastern. Yes, I will be in a hotel room in Tampa. Wait a second. No, no, no. You don't leave till the middle of the week, I thought. I leave, I leave Sunday night. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Fly safely in that case. Good luck to Teddy in his all-star game. That's Thank awesome. You. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Proof. Ploof. Proof is ploof. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.